This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week, I speak with Christine Rugador, who is a remote writer who splits her time between South Africa and the Philippines. Christine grew up in a small town in the Philippines, but knew she wanted to travel. While her friends were starting families, Christine was trying to find different ways to see the world. She didn't know what to do with her life and decided to leave school to work full time, where she found a job which gave her a lot of success. However, the stress and Christine's need to see the world pushed her to make the decision to leave her job at the height of her career. Today, she continues to pursue her passions to travel and is a full-time freelance writer and blogger. Listen on to find out how to live a freedom lifestyle as a remote writer. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I am here with Christine. Hey, Christine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, how about you? I am great. Thank you for joining us. So before we hear all about the amazing things you're going to tell us about your journey, can you fill in the gaps of your story and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, um, my name is Christine. I came from a very small and sleepy town in the Philippines. So, But currently, though, I'm living between Manila and Cape Town. So I stayed three months at a time between two countries for the past two years. So, yeah. Well, the life in my hometown is very simple. It's a type of town with, you know, three to four power outages a week. So the kind of simple. <laughs> so anyway, I came from a typical Filipino family, you know, finish your education, get a job or go abroad to work, buy a house or, you know, get married and have kids. So anyway, growing up, I dream of traveling the world. Well, I was planning on how to achieve that. You know, my high school classmates were busy planning for their own marriage. So nothing wrong with that, but I just want to clarify that for me, ever since life is, you know, more than the path that, you know, society dictates you to have. So fast forward, I wasn't able to finish my college education. So I was transferring to, you know, one university to another. So I moved school like every semester. So that's like two to three times a year. And I also change course or programs, as you guys call it, often. So I simply didn't know what I wanted back then. I gave my parents a break in spending more money on me, so I decided to quit on school. And then um, I found a job in a call center company owned by a British guy in my, you know, in my sleepy hometown. And after a few months, he entrusted me the management of said call center. So I ran the entire operation for the company and the companies of his American partners for like six years. So basically I was managing three companies at the same time during, you know, during that period. So company grew from like 20 people to hundreds and we started you know, running really big campaigns from biggest home security accounts, universities in the U.S., and even an account for you know, a major political party in the U.S. for the 2012 U.S. election. And because I was busy, you know, with my career, my dream of traveling the world kind of like took a backseat. So I was working six days a week and sometimes 14 to 16 hours a day. And if that's still not too obvious, I, you know, I got burned out from, you know, from all the work. See, I was doing great with the company. People are saying I have, you know, a good future, but then one day I resigned to the surprise of everyone. So they tried to, you know, stop me. Uh, my former employer and also my clients. 
So they offered me with higher salary, less work because they think, you know, I was just overworked. And then um, they also offered to remove annoying clients on my care, <laughs> but I still decided to go. So my plan was, you know, to take a break from work and just travel a bit. But fortunately, um, one of my former colleagues from our U.S. partner company contacted me and asked me to join his new company before, you know, I could finish my 30 days notice. I told him about my plan, but he said that I don't have to report in an office so, you know, I can work remotely for them. And he also offered me like, you know, bigger salary plus less hours of work. So I guess um, that's a no brainer given that, you know, I can earn money while traveling at the same time. So that job helped me to travel to like over 40 countries. And then when the company expanded the operations in Belize in 2016, they sent me there and also here in, in South Africa last year. Although I was reporting in an office, though, I took the opportunity to travel for free around, you know, Central and North America and also here in Africa. So, I mean, these are like inexpensive places to get to. And since they are paying for everything, I guess it's you know, a no brainer as well. But. I resigned from the job recently and currently doing freelancing, you know, writing website content for companies and also travel, uh, travel blogging on the side as well. So, yeah, that's my story. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so, Christine, you left the first job because you couldn't yeah. travel. And then now you left the second job, even though you could travel and create income yeah. from it. What made you decide to do this and take a leap to being on your own, being a freelancer and going into this different path? Well, first off, to be honest, I was getting tired, like working for, you know, for the same industry. So I wanted something new. And then at the same time, even though I wasn't working in an office and you know, I could work remotely, the problem with that is I have to report in you know fixed schedule. And to me, living in, for example, if I was in the Philippines, I was working for like 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm here in South Africa, I work until like 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. So that kind of like, you know, took a toll on my health as well. You know, it's time for me like, you know, to change um, something. And yeah, so I decided to resign as well. So now what made you decide to go back and forth from the Philippines now to South Africa? Um, it's a classic story. I <laughs> fell in love with a local guy here. <laughs> so I'm trying to like balance my life by, you know, by making sure that I spend time with my boyfriend and also spend time with friends and family back home. So that's the reason why I have to travel every three months. <laughs> that's a good reason, though, Christine. And South Africa looks really beautiful. And also the Philippines is beautiful. So you have the best of both worlds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you left this other job, how are you able to sustain a nomadic lifestyle? Okay, that's a good question. So first off, since, you know, I was earning really good from my old job. So I kind of like, um, you know, I managed to, you know, invest money. I have my mutual funds. I also managed to buy my own, my own apartment in an upper middle class condo building in the Philippines. So what I'm doing right now is renting, you know, renting out my condo. So it's giving me something for that. And also, with regards to the writings, I pitch companies and also I have managed to get few contacts who give me like, you know, like gigs from time to time. And also at the same time, my blog, before I resigned from my last job, 
my travel blog is already making you know money. I mean, it's not as big as what I've been receiving before, but it's you know enough to start with. How are you able to create income from your blog? Because that's one of the things that a lot of people want to do. But the hardest thing is to actually monetize the blog. So what have you done in order to get to that level? Well, first off, since, you know, I've been working with my SEO, I mean, I've worked with my SEO, like from the beginning, then I basically, my blog is getting organic traffic consistently. And I have really, I was a great traffic for like, you know, on 1.5 year old blog. I'm earning money from ads, first off, that's one. So it's like a passive income from ads. And then second off, I'm also making money from sponsored. So, you know, like I pitch brands or sometimes they come to me and they ask me to do work for them. So it can be, you know, um, I would say sponsors articles, especially they can be quite lucrative. You know, they pay well, especially if, you know, if you know the right people. But then at the same time, they are, I would say, you know, unstable. So you might get like five to six clients in one month. But then the next month you get zero. So, yeah. And that's the um, second way of monetizing it. So um, I I combine it with ads and also sponsored articles. A lot of people want to do blogging and it's so hard to do. And obviously you have to do so much work for it. So it's always good to be able to learn how to monetize that before you leave your job because it's a hard thing to get into, obviously. And it's great that you were able to do that. Yeah, and I know a lot of people actually, they think that the earning from blog is like instant. You know, you can start blog right now and start earning money. No, it doesn't work that way. It's actually you have to work on your blog first. You have to make sure that your blog is earning first before, you know, before you resign from your, you know, full-time job. If you want to make this like a full, you know, blogging as your full-time job, you have to make sure that it's already earning money. Because otherwise, you're going to struggle if you cannot find clients for sponsorships right away. And normally, people who pay for sponsorships, they want blogs. I mean, older blogs, basically, so it's, who have already been established themselves. Christine, you lived in the Philippines and you still go back there a few months out of the year. Now, there's a lot of people who are in a similar situation as you who also want to travel, but it's harder when you live in the Philippines or in other developing countries. Now, is there any advice that you would give someone who is in a similar situation, especially for visas, how you get it and traveling when your passport is not as strong as, for example, like a UK passport, American passport? How were you able to do that? Ah, it's a great question. So to be honest, all I can advise, especially for those countries with visa interview, is to be, you know, assertive. So the thing is, um, I'm going to give you an example. I had an experience wherein I got denied visa once. That was in, um, I think, 2014 from German embassy. I think I've been to like over 20 countries by then. But then they still denied me. And I was like working for you know an American company. And then th- there was the time that I didn't have my condo yet as well. So basically, I didn't have property under my name. I was single. And then, I mean, I don't have kids. So basically, there's nothing that tied me up in the Philippines. And that's a big red flag to, you know, to embassy. They denied me. So what I did is I wrote back to the embassy. And I just told them that, you know what, the only reasons that they are actually denying me are the main reasons why, you know, I can afford 
to travel basically so i mean if i have kids if i have family it will be harder for me to travel so that's that's the reason why so i've been honest i'm not gonna go there like you know to work because i have a good job in the u.s and it's like a common sense i was like you know earning good money why would i go to europe Mm -hmm. and try to find another job that's what they were trying to get at why you know why they denied me so be assertive and be honest during you know visa interviews and that helped me a lot you know i had more succeeding visa interviews and they went well because i tried to be like more assertive it's so hard i've spoken to a lot of filipinos because i'm filipino myself i mean i i grew up in the united states but it's really hard for someone to travel and do it in in a way where it's just so easy right because if you're from the united states you just show them your passport and you could just go in and leave when you want but then you have other countries where it's so hard so it's really interesting to see how fortunate we are to have this passport that we have and how hard it is for you christine to even just do this things that we just take for granted so it's amazing yeah, exactly. And also, um, just another tip as well for Filipinos, especially if they can start with countries that don't have visa, they don't have to apply for visa, I would recommend to travel first on those countries. So you build your, you know, your reputation as an honest traveler before going to countries with visa application. So that way, they won't give you trouble when you apply for visa. What a great idea. And plus, you can... Christine, I'm sure you've spoken to a lot of different people, especially when you left your job. What has been the worst advice that you have ever received? I think one thing that comes to mind is when someone told me that you can't have the best of both worlds. This is basically, you know, with traveling and working at the same time. Because I remember I had this conversation with a good friend. I think she's a well-meaning friend. And so she told me, no, you can travel and work at the same time. You, you know, you can have the best of both worlds or whatever. Uh, like I said, I was contemplating of leaving my old job to travel. So my friend meant that I can travel and work at the same time. Mm-hmm. So either, you know, I work or travel. But since I'm not the trust fund baby, then I would, you know, probably end up working again and travel during my leave. I remember telling her that, yeah, maybe I can't have the best of both worlds, but at least I can you know choose the world to be in so for me it's about choices so I chose to resign and then travel and I got lucky that I found a job that allowed me to do it you took the initiative to actually go for it I think a lot of people have those fears and anxieties of actually going forward with it and if you didn't you'd still be at a job that was giving you anxiety and stress you're still going to be wondering what could have happened and you wouldn't be going back and forth to South Africa with finding your boyfriend and all of these things happening. So, so many missed opportunities if you didn't. (laughs) So, Christine, let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Uh, The ultimate question of life. Um, Well, if I already have kids by then, I wish to raise individuals who are open-minded and respect differences. So at least when I leave the earth, I made a good job of not leaving actuals for children. (laughs) 
Well, I'm just kidding. Seriously speaking, though, um, I want to be remembered as the woman who didn't have the privilege of, you know, rich parents, didn't have the privilege of having a strong passport, like you said earlier, or not even education, but, you know, who managed to achieve her dreams by simply believing that your dreams are there for a reason. There's going to be so many people, even right now, Christine, who's looking at you in your hometown and people who are reading your blog who's saying, if Christine can do it, then there's nothing yeah. stopping me. Because she didn't yeah. come from a rich family. She did all of this on her own and she made it this far. And who knows where you'll be going to next. So it's already an inspiration what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> So, Christine, let's get to some fun questions. Some people like myself, I nerd out on interviewing inspiring people like you, and I love hiking. What about you, Christine? What do you nerd out on? Oh, movies and books. <laughs> so, although I haven't, you know, really read books in a long time, but yeah, I love reading. I used to read like 10 books in a month and movies as well. So, I'm an X-Men fan. And for books, I love Tom Clancy. Having traveled to so many different places, what has been the most life-changing encounter with a person that has ever happened to you? Actually, there are too many, um, but to give you a few examples. The first one was in Macau. I got arrested by policemen for what? a reason that until now, I don't know. Yes, I stayed in the police station for like four hours before they let us go so yeah it was crazy so basically i was still working in an office that time and i was on my you know annual vacation with few selected um, colleagues that you know my former company paid for so i was walking in sinado square when this hot guy approached me and the funny thing is because i just broke up with you know my boyfriend then i was seriously contemplating you know about my life so i was walking there and then this guy blocked my way so there was a language barrier and I didn't know what he wanted so we couldn't really understand each other mm -hmm. so I was asking him why but he was just flashing me his you know his wallet to me so I thought the guy wanted my number or something <laughs> so anyway until I realized that it was actually a police badge oh. so the next thing I know his company and him were pushing us to like a dark alley, which I resisted because I wasn't sure if, you know, they were really, you know, police. Mm -hmm. uh, they were like, you know, wearing civilians and it's quite dodgy, like the way they arrested us. So yeah. we couldn't, yeah, we couldn't understand each other as well. So I thought they might be like, you know, type of syndicate or something. So I resisted and I held on in a pose so they couldn't drug me. And I know it was crazy, but I told them that I think yeah, I told them I would go with them if I see someone in uniform just to make sure, you know, that they were really policemen. Yeah. So well, I got my request. They sent over ten police in uniform plus oh eight to nine police officers who were already there. So we had probably around, you know, twenty policemen surrounding the four of us in you know, in the middle of the crowd. And then they asked us to face the wall, you know, like in the movie. And then I kind of like lost my shit. Sorry for, you know. But <laughs> I, I laughed so hard, though, while they were doing that. So the reason why is because it kind of like, you know, reminds me of my love for travel, you know, in adventure. So you see, when I was um, before that, I was always traveling, like, you know, in style because, you know, the company paid for it. So like, you know, five star hotels, transport available. So basically... They, you know, the former company arranged everything on my annual trip. Mm -hmm. So my closest local encounter with these trips were basically the drivers. So pick us, you know, waiters, the hotel concierge, 
so it, in short, it was an adventurous, you know, nothing exciting. And so no matter how crazy that event was, it kind of like made me realize my love for adventure again. That's how I started like contemplating about, you know, like resigning from my job and just travel. Christine, I love the fact that what you got out from that is adventure instead of being afraid to travel yeah. anymore. I love it, Christine. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. a, for a lot of people, they would probably be like, that made me realize yeah, yeah. never to go back to this place again. Yeah. And I hate to travel. <laughs> Not you, yeah. though, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds crazy. My friend were like, oh, we're not gonna go there. But no, it's actually like, it's fun. Like, you know, it kind of makes you realize that life is adventure. So Christine, if you think that's an adventure, I'm just wanting to see what other adventures you've gone to and other stuff you would be willing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to a head hunting tribe once. Oh my god. So, yeah, in somewhere in Borneo, there was Pando. <laughs> okay, we we need to meet up one day and travel together because this is going to be fun. Yeah, <laughs> well, we should. <laughs> so, is there any question that you wish people asked you more of? Uh, I think, how can I travel like you instead of how can you afford to travel? Mm. So, I want them to ask how they can do it rather than you know finding excuses because a lot of people are like oh no I can't travel you know because I have money issues which I can understand I mean it's a valid um, reason I wish they will ask you more on how they can do it themselves rather like you know finding um, excuses or reasons not to go or not to do it now what are you working on today that's really exciting to you writing <laughs> well, um, well writing is my first love to be honest so if I didn't have to pay the bill I could have you know I probably have started like writing earlier but yeah it's my first love so before you know before with my previous jobs I just wanted you know for the weekends to come but this day since I'm doing what I love I just want weekends to end so it's different <laughs> now it always makes me excited that's the best thing when you love what you do and you can't wait to get up every day to do it. <laughs> exactly. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Okay. Um, well, you can check out my main travel site, thetravelingpinoys.com. So that spells as D-H-E-T-R-A-V-E-L-L-I-N-G, Pinoys, P-I-N-O-Y-S.com. And then for my Instagram, um, it's the same, the Traveling Pinoys. And promise, guys, no excessive selfies there on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Christine, for speaking with us today. I really appreciate all of the stories that you gave us. It was so awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Christine. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey, Offbeat family. I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you. 